Oh, great spirit of the unofficial DCOM podcast, please mm. forgive us for thinking that you were a good podcast when in fact you're an average podcast. <laughs> I was going to go mediocre, so I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> we're not bad. No, I like, I, we could we could make a bad podcast. We're like, it's like fine. Like, you listen to it and you're like, well, I mean... There were worse options. <laughs> Silence is the worst option, so I guess I'll have these two people talk. <laughs> Don't want to be with my own thoughts for too long. Right. Um. That's why I can't listen to the podcast, because it's my thoughts just recorded. I guess so. That that's It's deep. It's a deep thought, but <laughs> I just can't do it. You've come up with a good excuse, it seems like. I'm Anthony. I'm Ethan. And we're we're still average. And we're here, average and podcasting. But all of those are the same word. Yes, ready to talk about you guessed it. Another decom. Another decom. We've got what, sixty something more before that's not the case? Uh, we got a lot to work through, and they keep adding more. We will never end. No, no, they're they're trapping us. We'll get closer to the end, and they will go back to their original, like, let's churn out a movie every month sort of thing, instead of the every couple of months they do now. They're going to go back to that when they notice we're getting to the end of this podcast. They're remaking Under Wraps already, so the next up, they'll remake You Lucky Dog. Then they'll hit us with the Brink remake. They're just gonna start over again. And then if, we'll have to catch up. If they hit us with a You Lucky Dog remake, that's my breaking point. Like, I will watch every single one of these movies, and I won't be happy about it. But if if I see You Lucky Dog appear on this list again, I'm done. It just can't possibly be worse. That's the upside, you know? It can't be worse, but I think I think the problem is bringing the original You Lucky Dog back into the uh, the zeitgeist. Is that the right. correct word? I want to sound smart. Yeah. It's but it's like if you say, "Oh, we're remaking You Lucky Dog," people are gonna notice the original You Lucky Dog, and they're screwed. No, that's true. Like you don't want people to like remember the Kurt Cameron, James Avery. Uh, Emmy-nominated decom. <laughs> no matter how, like, intriguing that sounds, you want to just keep that hidden under a rock. You want to keep it under wraps, really. You want to keep it, uh, uh, you lucky dog. <laughs> ah, I see you did that. Uh, uh, this week, we're talking about... The Scream Team. I, I do want to say, before we continue, how do we always end up talking about you lucky dog we went on a tangent last week i force it every week (laughs) i'm i'm glad it's just not something that's like natural i think it's better that way it's better that you force it the problem is it's not the most forgettable one it's not like a dog got shot in a courtroom (laughs) this one has some name recognition this one has the name recognition and I think that is it. <laughs> That's more than some of these movies can say, I feel. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, the one thing, because I, you know, I go through it all. I've been going through the directors and the writers more recently. And, like, if they're, like, if they're just, like, kind of, like, decom-centric people or just, like, classic, like, studio directors and people that you just hire and you churn out a decom, <laughs> whatever so often you get, like, a super weird, like, name or a, just a weird addition, like LeVar Burton directing <laughs> uh, that one uh, smart house. Um, That's wild. Now, yeah, that still doesn't feel real. No. But uh, this week, we have a story by credit to someone named Robert Short, who is an Oscar-winning makeup artist for Beetlejuice. Like the original? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Tim Burton Beetlejuice. We have one more chance, also. We can't say that again. Hmm? Well, oh, we, oh. Yeah, we, can't. we can't. I, yeah. I still haven't watched the movie. But, um, <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> but, uh, right, like, just a weird, um, path? I don't know how you got there. Beetlejuice is before this, right? Uh oh. What? What have you done? Well, the podcast I feel like was already cursed, to be quite honest with you. And we gotta make this episode interesting somehow. So if I die in the middle of it, it's probably for the best. Yeah, that's true. Um. Right. The sacrifices I make. Yeah, and Beetlejuice was in 1988. What happens when you say it four times? I think you're just, you know, you're Put, pushing you're your luck. You just kind of go on now. But yeah, so like significantly later. So that did, dude did make up and then went, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write it part of a decom. Uh, yeah, like, I'm gonna like kind of write, like, they, the most they wrote was before that movie was before Beetlejuice ever came out, and then they like they're a storyline consultant on a video game in two thousand one, and then they're one of the two writers on this movie, <laughs> which is just you know I guess you kind of wonder what on earth that's all about. I I don't I don't want to be mean to this guy, but um it seems like his makeup skills are better than the story skills. No, hold on. <laughs> uh, he, well, he did write Program to Kill, the 1987 movie featuring Paul Walker of the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> you just had to bring up the Fast and Furious franchise. Right. Just want to get that out there. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, makeup might be the way to go, but, you know, he's also made a name for himself with visual effects, so I think he's moved on from the writing after, uh, after, (laughs) uh... And we we support that decision wholeheartedly here on the pod. 
I think there are some that you just kind of can't call movies. And that's not a fault of any individual. But, like, I just watch it and I go, that, was that fair to say this is a movie? <laughs> or is this just, like, a bunch of scenes they filmed for fun and then went, ah, we can throw them together, I guess. Right. But, yeah, I guess we should get into this. Yeah, we should get into our uh, July Halloween movie here. Spooktober, baby. Spooklai. Spooklai. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Scream team premiered on the Screamfield Disney Channel on hey, October Spooktober. 4th. On the spook, spooky. No, it's just it's on Spooktober. It premieres during Spooktober. Oh yeah, October fourth, two thousand two. So. They did the Halloween movie during Spooktober. We did not. We're in Spooklai. As established. <laughs> Me and Beetlejuice. <laughs> exactly. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, can we I start? say that I don't want to do this? Nope. Uh, here we go. Um, we open the movie to a dead dude, like a real dead dude. And then uh, some ghostly spirits uh, just kind of vibing throughout a house. Uh, right away, we then go to the day of the funeral of the dead dude, uh, where we meet the main characters, uh, siblings Ian and Claire Carlisle. Um, they watch some home videos of them and their grandfather working on some like pumpkin carving machine. Um, they're watching is, home videos that are just, rec- they're just the film, they the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, you see them cut, like, cameras they during... Cut, yeah, they cut to Claire, who is holding a camera. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like, notice her... Where are we? <laughs> I didn't notice her holding the camera, but I'm like, they gotta either, they, this is the movie, or they got a multi-cam set up on their home video. <laughs> Which I respect, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, but yeah, the home video watching is rudely interrupted by their dad, um, who says, go do something better with your time at this funeral, because the dad hates grandpa. Not grandfather, we don't have, we're not stuck to that this week. Right, he's, he's in this weird scenario of like, like, he is a man completely unaffected by his father's death. Because of his bad relationship with him, but it wasn't a bad enough relationship with his father that his kids didn't spend every summer with him. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like, like the grandfather more. Yeah. Like, 100%. Uh, 100% like him more. But his hatred of of his dad is confusing. With because how what much else? he's at that house, apparently. <laughs> yeah, also, what else is there to do at, like, a funeral? Like, that's a better use of your time than reminiscing with some home videos. Uh, yeah, not much. You just kind of, like, sit in a corner and try and be happy. <laughs> it's, that's how those work. Yeah, I guess. But, um, not these kids' first uh, trip around the block. Because they might have a dead grandparent. Oh, they oh. They also have a dead mom. Was it dead or were they divorced? I knew, I, I have it down later that I'm like, 
it's either the divorced dad or divorced dad or the dead mom trope, but I can't tell which one. They don't make it clear enough. It feels like it feels like um dead mom because like the one time he brought it up was like in a was in like a like a memory style, you know? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like yeah, my kids just got arrested for arson numerous times. <laughs> They're gonna have to go live with their mom. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we do have the dead mom trope, which is not one of the made up tropes I've made up throughout this podcast. No, that's true. Um <laughs> uh we got our three family members here. Yeah, Richard Carlisle, played by Robert Baxdale, who I don't remember, but we've seen vaguely in the Jet Jackson movie. I think he was, like, the principal. That seems like a fine guess. I would believe you. I will believe you. Uh, We're talking about the dad here, right? Yes. Yeah, no, he did not ring a bell. But that's no. not nothing new for me. Yeah. Also, uh, Shout Out Dead might be the best acting in the movie. He's... I, I would say the acting's not terrible in this movie. It's better than a decent amount of them, but he's he's pretty good. Um, anybody who was uh, additional voices in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show uh, is probably pretty good at acting. Uh, then we have Ian Carlisle, uh, played by Mark Randall, who's like, he's working and stuff. He He was on a show called Departure recently. Uh, he was one of, like, the numerous voice actors of Arthur, mm-hmm. on Arthur, um, but that's, you know, that's him, he, but he's still, he's still around, and then we have the second most notable person in this movie, uh, Claire Carlisle is played by Kat Dennings. Yes, very noticeable. <laughs> very noticeable. Um, uh, she's in stuff. She's in movies. She's in, uh, she's in Two Broke Girls. She was just in WandaVision. She's in the first two Thor movies, if you'd believe it. I saw the second Thor? Or maybe I think I saw both of them. Uh, do not remember her. No, I, they're forgettable movies. She is one of, I think she's Natalie Portman's friend in the Thor movies. I forgot Natalie Portman was in Thor. (laughs) She's in the fourth one. Um, she's a part of, like, the scientist team that, like, meets Thor the first time. Makes sense. When he lands on Earth. Uh, yeah. But, uh, she's in a bunch of things. She's a person. We know her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's here. You gotta get your set somewhere, I guess. Sometimes Skill in the game. Unfortunately here. I, li- I like when you don't, like, we-, we watch these movies and, like, we notice actors who are like have prominent roles later on in their lives and like in present day and you're like oh they never talk about it and there's a good reason for it oh yeah i mean that's that's like people do that about like real like theatrically released movies they don't talk about it yeah and for a disney channel original movie i mean there's not a chance you're talking about it 
one of the only reasons she probably remembers that this movie happened is because of the residual checks it brings in. Every Halloween. <laughs> yeah, every Halloween when it airs on uh, Disney Channel or people watch it on Disney Plus or, you know, every July 5th. It's <laughs> it's pr- it's probably shoved in and, like, it's like a long list of, like, two broke girls reruns and then just in the middle of it. Yeah, it's just, like, yeah. it's the Scream team. And it's, like, five cents. You know, like, two broke girls, uh, uh, 40-year-old uh, virgin... Um, and the Thors and WandaVision, <laughs> and then this is probably like weirdly high on the list. <laughs> it's snuck in there. Yeah, but it's but also yeah. like a child actor in O two, so it's not like an adequate amount of money that the deal was. <laughs> they were uh probably not following the laws and everything, but she's hopefully still getting the money. Yeah, and that's what matters if you're gonna child act. At least make some money out of it. That's the that's the family. And that's we're gonna family. have to deal with them a lot. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. You won't. Yeah. Um, so that happens so the kids have to go off and do something else because apparently uh reminiscing at a funeral is not allowed according to the dad. So Claire walks into it looks like an office she walks in on a guy named Warner going through her grandpa's books. Um, he's a little nervous about the whole confrontation and everything because he's not too close of a friend. Um, but the main thing here is he invites Claire to a Halloween festival and leaves. He gives her a flyer. It's not really like an invite because that'd be weird. But yeah, he's like, it's a he, town thing. Yeah, and he runs it and... Um... What year is this decom? 2002. 2002. And what have we learned about 2002 decoms? It's the easiest gateway into an Oscar-winning movie. And if there was ever... And specifically one Oscar-winning movie, Warner McDonald is played by Nigel Bennett. I don't know what else he's been in, but you know it. From Shape of Water... <laughs> This is not our first Shape of Water. This is like our seventh. Our seventh. (laughs) I I I want to believe that like some board executive who whatever uh, company made Shape of Water was kind of just like, okay, I think it'd be really funny if we went through like this era of decoms. It's not even a specific era of decoms. That's like just like just like you can. Throw a dart at a board. Oh, 2002. What were they like, doing? <laughs> and they picked, like, not the main characters. They just picked, like, some random guy who had some And they character. picked, like, the oldest people. <laughs> They're like, uh, who was old in that movie? And then they get an Oscar. <laughs> Shape of Water, it, when I search it, it shows up in... It shows up in four of my notes. <laughs> and one I, I in like Double Team, talked... two in Cadet Kelly, one in Get a Clue, and one in Scream Team. It's five <laughs> people. I'd be shocked at just one of them. Right. Like, just one like of one... people made it into a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the idea. I, neither has ever, ever seen this movie. <laughs> no, no. 
Because it weirds me out. The movie? Yeah. No, it's weird. There's some weird stuff coming up. No, not this movie. That movie. Oh, Jay, well, I haven't seen it, but I know I know about the whole fish uh, fornication right. thing. Right, it's all you need to know. You just <laughs> kind of look at the like the the poster, and you're like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> I see it when I'm scrolling. Sometimes, I'm like, I know this movie like won some stuff. I'm not. I, I'm I'll not gonna re- do I'll it. recognize some people I know. <laughs> Five to won't. be exact. <laughs> Maybe more as we continue this. Um. So, yeah, that thing happens. Uh, Ian then overhears his dad talking to somebody about selling the grandfather's house and the stuff inside. And this makes Ian very angry because, of course, they're close. And the the grandpa's kind of like an inventor, but, like, that's not too important here. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like a handyman. But, like, the wild part is, like, the dad is just, like, yeah, you know, I'm going to just, I'm putting the for sale sign up as soon as this funeral is done. And you're like, yeah? And he's like, yep. And I don't even care. The work, you know, like, the the house is going to be easy to sell, but the worst part, all oh, those are junk. And you're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. It's like, I know you hate the man, but, like, be there for your children. <laughs> like, who are you even talking to at this funeral that's like, yeah, you know? And I hear you, man. Your dad's the worst. Your dad's a piece of doo-doo, honestly. Like, you should have died sooner. Dad's like, yeah. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I'm glad I have somebody with the same mindset as me. Just weird stuff from the dad here. Um... Uh, this continues the issue of just like dads. I guess that da- this dad talks his feelings out, but we had this issue early on right. where dads would hold in their feelings, but this one just, I guess, loud about it. I guess the therapist thing we talked about in the past, it's like he could use one. Oh, yeah. Like, ev- well, every single the- one of these movies can just be like solved with like a therapist. <laughs> or in some cases, just a person to talk to. Right. But, yeah. So that conversation happens. Um, this conversation can also continues in the basement with Ian and the dad, where uh, we learn a little bit about the backstory here. And the dad says that Grandpa was always busy when he was growing up. Um, that's all we know about this for now. But we'll learn more about it later. Later, the kids and the dad talk about the guy at the Halloween festival is named after his name is Zachariah somebody cool uh cool uh Cole Zachariah cool Zachariah cool Zachariah Cole Zachariah Cole um K U L L oh not what I Cole. was expecting Cole Cole like Edward Cullen but with a K Edward Cullen yeah, but with a Cullen. K. Yeah. Yeah, but you said Edward Cullen weird anyway. I, why do I say more stuff weird? We're not going to get into it. I That's something I didn't know. I think you did. Maybe it was just that one time. Maybe it was. Anyway, um, we learned about the urban legend of Zachariah. Um, the story is that he burned down his cabin and killed his wife. 
and then the next day was burned at the stake for his crime. Um, however, they say that he's still around and seeking revenge for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zachariah Cole, played by Kim Coates, um, what he was on, he was a, he was one of the leads on Sons of Anarchy after this. So, there are a good amount of people that are just like actors in this movie, <laughs> and you're like, this one really? <laughs> Like it, it should be better then. You know, they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Have you seen Shape effects. of Water though? <laughs> Blame the effects department. Um. Yeah. Then after the story is told, the flyer about the festival catches on fire, but they immediately put it out. So it's like Zachariah's still out there. He's on the hunt. You know. You know the vibe. Um. Later that night, Ian goes to sleep. Um, weird thing here, he is going to sleep in his uh dead grandfather's bed. Yeah. Uh, never where in a million he, years. Where did he sleep beforehand when he came? Um, I don't know. The house is big enough for like there to be multiple bedrooms. Right. The yeah. It. And there's, like, a hole upstairs. Like, there should be, like, even, like, take a couch. <laughs> Anything to not sleep in your dead relative's bed. Especially the night of the funeral. Yeah. It's You're like, not even, like, missing a beat. It's like, you don't even have to believe in, like, ghosts or just, like, anything supernatural to know that sleeping your dead relative's bed, like, the night of his funeral is just, like, not you, good. It's bad juju. It's weird. It's bad juju. You're just like, you just don't want to do that. <laughs> it's also, I mean, what a move by the dad to be like, well, I'll take the bedroom that my father didn't live in. Sleep in. You take this one. Alright? It's like, it's like this room has a bigger bed. And maybe a dead guy's spirit. But that's okay. Bigger bed. I'll that take... bed didn't even seem that big. No. <laughs> that bed seemed like the perfect size for, I don't know, a kid. I wonder why. That is a wild move. Honestly. Uh, but of course, while he tries to go to sleep, some spooky stuff happens. He's woken up by his bed, banging against a wall, but we see that it's just Claire under the bed, shaking the bed. Um, He then tries to go back to bed after like waking up his dad. Um, but some more spooky stuff happens, but this time it's not Claire. We don't know what it is right now, but the dad's just like, stop being a baby about this. Go to bed. Go to bed in your dead grandfather's bed. Yeah, never is the question raised, are you sure you want to sleep in there? Yeah, I feel like... (laughs) Get out. Yeah, like after the, like, two occasions of being spooked, I'm out. Like, after one, I'm out. Because after what, like, the first time, it's the sister under the bed. So, like, he has good, he has just cause for being concerned. The second time, you're like, are you not just, like, are you making stuff up? Or you want to just, like, <laughs> like, we've got a couch. You want to use that one? You can sleep on the floor. Like, anything's better than what you have right now. 
Um, so yeah, apparently he goes to bed. He's fine with it. Uh, the next morning, Ian and Claire go to... Okay, so, sorry. I missed the part. Um, during the spook stuff happening, uh, some books fall. They notice the books then. Uh, the next morning, Ian and Claire go to get the books that fell during last night, but they also find a box, um, that we'll learn more about later. It doesn't look like they take it here, but it's at the house in the next scene, so they take it or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I don't remember. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. I already um, don't remember this movie. I was saying that since I'm like, I don't remember this happening, but it did. I watched this four hours, five hours ago? I watched this two nights ago, so uh, my little little brain memory is pushing its limits here. And yeah, <laughs> that's not saying much, but yeah. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> um, so after that, um, we go to a uh, li- library where we learn that, uh, don't, don't laugh library um we learned that warner owns the zachariah land where his like cabin was um and i think they drop off the books here i think that happens and then the kids they do okay uh and then the kids head to the festival set where they're like setting up where warner confronts them about the books until the dad just kind of interrupts this conversation so warner has interest in these books Here's the part that doesn't make sense. Is it a Kevin James lookalike trying to unload the truck? <laughs> two for two on Kevin, back-to-back Kevin James <laughs> podcast. You force you, lucky dog, I forcing Kevin James. <laughs> um, I think I might have forced in Kevin James last time. <laughs> See, so we're on the same page. We're on the same page. Uh... No, it wasn't the Kevin. It's why is the Halloween festival? What? It's it's like not in honor of, but it's like named after the fire obsessed town murder. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like a Jersey Devil situation where you're like a dude was like messed up but it's fun to celebrate. Well, they're like, uh, what's the worst thing that's happened in our town? And they're like, well, there was a dude at the fire that murdered his wife, and then just randomly stuff started sitting on fire, and they're like, right, him. That's who, this is who we will name our Halloween festival after. Get a Ferris wheel in. <laughs> yeah, we have a party to throw. <laughs> Yeah, no, um... And we'll have a giant fire. That, like, we'll embrace his obsession. I I think they there was a line that said they were, like, second in the... Not the world, but, like, the United States and, like, fires per something. You know, like, you really want to test that more? Yeah, they're like, yeah, things just set on fire here. <laughs> and it's like, um... 
So why did you gather everybody in a small area, put up a bunch of tents, and then make a giant, what, 12 foot by 12 foot fire pit? It's a bonfire. But like six of them together. <laughs> we stack them up upon one each other, and then we burn it. Also, I don't we'll know, do man. nothing about the gas leak mine shaft. In That's not important. We put a don't go in here sticker on the door and call it a day. We got a Ferris wheel to ride. Wild stuff going on in this town. Um, But we go back to the house after this Warner situation where Claire is looking through the box. Um, It has a bunch of like dad memories and everything apparently the dad comes in and is like this is a box that i made in sixth grade weirdest thing about it doesn't open it at the time he picks up this box that he made in sixth grade that they found while cleaning out his dad's house and went oh i made this and then puts it back down on the table yeah man was not in a rush one bit but still did not look oh it's really weird that you're not like Oh, there's, like, stuff in here. I wonder what it is. <laughs> like, you can not... feel when something has stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. Just weird. Um, But at the same time here, Ian is also preparing to catch a ghost with one of his grandpa's old machines here. Go little Ghostbusters on them. So we go tonight, and what happens? Ian actually catches a ghost. Uh, he catches a ghost named Jumper. He shows this ghost to Claire. They then find another ghost named Coffin Ed, who they try to suck up, but is able to get away. And then they try to chase Coffin Ed down, but they find a trail of more ghosts, which right. takes them to Hold a on, place. Let's, so let's let's stop down here. Yeah, because there's there's a lot in that scene that we're skipping over. There's a lot. Yeah. First off. I they vacuum up ghosts and um and and then they just put them in jars. I don't the think whole, he... the whole concept of ghosts is they just kind of like pat they can pass through stuff. It's shown later, yeah, in the movie where the transparency is a big factor. Right, like you can just you should just be able to go through a jar. It's a clear like <laughs> jar. There's got to be a jar clause in the uh the whole ghost life kind of thing um right so we're introduced to jumper uh he just he's just flies into the vacuum and then gets put into the impenetrable jar i don't even think he goes through the vacuum first i think he just goes into the jar through the keyhole oh right yeah that's even worse he just sucks, apparently. Um, Jumper is played by Tommy Davidson. He was one of uh, he was on in Li- he was on in Living Color. Uh, he's the dad in the Proud Family, which means he'll also be in the Proud Family movie. But yeah, he's uh not in this movie at all. No. <laughs> no, like not even at one point they're just like, we don't care for this character much. Let's just get him 
trapped away from everybody for the last 40 minutes. The two things he does is get trapped. And, yeah. No, I can't even think of a second thing he does. His name is Jumper. He's just as a skydiver, and it won't, won't ever be explained. No. There's no need to. It's it, it's funny, because you can do a fake parachute thing, and that's that's about it. Right, and he won't even, like, he won't even, like, use, like, lingo, like, you know, he he's not obsessed with skydiving. What is just as? It's so he can wear the propeller hat, honestly. That's, that's about it. And then, uh, and then they have... Wait, the, wait, wait. What? I want to talk about Jumper. Oh, sorry. Take it away. Uh, he was in the fourth Sharknado. Um, and also, he performed in Shaq and Cedric the Entertainer present All-Star Comedy Jam. Which was like a comedy special, I think. I just wanted to bring it up because Shaq and Cedric the Entertainer present is just a funny thing. I hate you. Please don't ban me again. <laughs> I just want you to have like useful information. <laughs> I thought it was useful. I didn't know they had a comedy jam. Have you jam. seen a Sharknado movie? I have not seen a Sharknado. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and not only did you, like, did you wonder if you were like, oh, yeah, he's also in this, you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, I have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. The other stuff I have for other actors is better. I'll, I'll give you I that hope. now. Um, Alright, so then they have their run-in with Coffin Ed. Uh, he does his, like, super weird, like, eyes popping out of his head. You know, casual. Casual. Which feels like a super, like, trailer-style thing. Yeah. Also feels like it should scare the kids. Yeah. I, I it like doesn't? that. I like that they're like, I don't, like, what is, <laughs> what's happening here? Are you Okay. <laughs> Why are you just as a soldier from the Revolutionary War? Do you need medical attention? Because it kind of seems like it. <laughs> Do you know Paul Reed? Why are you dressed as a Delaware Blue Coat? That's a good one. Um, Shout out people, Paul. <laughs> Confident is played by none other than... None other than Eric <laughs> Idle. Eric Idle, yeah. And the most insane part about this is like, like Eric Idle is maybe one of the funniest people to ever walk on the planet. Just an illustrious career. An illustrious career. Uh, he he is a huge name. Original Monty Python people. He he's the writer of Spam a lot. He doesn't have a joke in this movie. <laughs> I the weird thing about his character is he's the only one in this movie who will like he doesn't turn to the camera to like say something, but he will turn and just say something that's like sort of funny, right? Like really, just an observation. He's the only one that in this movie that gets attempts at jokes, but they're all flat, which is no. really bizarre that you're not like, hey, Eric Idle, say some jokes. 
man. It's I yeah I, I was waiting to like because I love Erica of course like who doesn't and it's like he has they oop it up for him not well but they they give him the opportunity to say something funny and it I don't think once it hits no it, not a single time it doesn't even register like a chuckle and or like a little that. air out of the nose yeah, yeah no <laughs> nothing. He doesn't say a single funny thing. And it's just so insane to be like, yeah, we got Eric Idle. And they're like, got Eric Idle for this year? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Watch how unfunny we're going to make him. Honestly, I think that is a talent to make Eric Idle not funny. It's odd. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, it's so it's really really confusing how they manage to fumble uh like a fumble of football that just is covered in like like syrup like you cannot <laughs> let go of this thing. <laughs> it, it oh my god I don't know it's also uh famously what um what is Eric Idle's greatest role. Um oh, I got I got three options. I got three options. Okay. Give um, me the three. Give me the three. If you okay, I'll one. give you three. Um Merlin and Shrek the third. <laughs> and isn't that one? I did I I didn't know he was in that movie. That's just a surprise. Um if we if we, if we want to bring up something we bring up every week now, um he played Pluto's Angel twice in House of Mouse. <laughs> um and he was also in uh Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, uh the one with Patrick uh Warburton. Great options. No, you're all wrong. It's in the terrible and also not terrible uh journey into the imagination with Pigment ride. I thought you were gonna bring up another amusement straight to amusement park ride. Aren't they all straight to amusement park rides? Uh, some of them are, but specifically Pirates 4D. Um. Oh man, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Pirates 4D. Yeah. Uh, He does the face thing in this. I haven't seen Pirates 4D. I'm (laughs) almost positive. There's, it might not be him, because it might be the dude in the lighthouse. Someone, someone listening to this will know. Uh. And they probably live in my house, and they'll probably let me know. <laughs> Hi, guys. Because in Bush Gardens, uh, Virginia, Pirates 40 was a lot of the times in that theater. And we would see it, but we would hate, I would hate the one part where someone did the exact same effect that he does <laughs> to them in Pirates 4D. I swear to God, it happened. <laughs> I don't think it's him, but it really could be. And I, I, I think like the dude's like older. I didn't know. I didn't know you had a history of Pirates 4D. I just thought it was something that continued the the thing of just like Eric Idle and like weird things you wouldn't expect him to do. I think he was also a writer for Pirates 4D as well yeah. as acted in it. This is yeah. I don't know why he's here. I don't know. I I really don't know why he's here. 
Good to see him, though. It's great to see him, but you're also like, you're like, I, dude, what is even, what's happening? You get to pick your projects. You're Eric Idle. You're allowed okay. to do that. When, when does he write spam lot? Hold on. Um, because, like, this, like, it just, like, he's one of the most notable people we've had on here. And for some reason, he's here. More than anyone, there's some weird reason he's here. And nobody ever talks about it. No, yeah, and no one's like, huh, that's weird. Why is he here? The first... The the movie... The first time Spamalot... The first previews of Spamalot were in 2004. Okay. There's a very strong chance that while this man is doing whatever is going on in this movie, <laughs> he is writing a Tony Award winning musical <laughs> starring all of his friends. <laughs> it's like it's like when uh, Donald Glover would write his like albums when he was on community, just like during it, except it was good. Like he was doing two good things at once. <laughs> and Eric Idle was there doing one great thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like he's like we haven't brought up. He's not good. No, it, it's <laughs> it's weird because you expect something. Right, right. You expect like at the very least a joke to land, or like like so, he's not good. <laughs> no, and I I can't tell if like I don't. He, like, half phones it in, maybe? And half doesn't? It's this weird mixture. I Yeah, like, some lines are like, wow, someone really asked him to try hard on that line. <laughs> and then other lines are like, huh, they just, yeah, they were rushing that time. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what the uh, parallel it is to... The daytime, how well he's acting in the daytime, and how well he's acting at night. I don't know, Eric Idle. If you want to uh, end these rumors we're making on this podcast about the Scream Team, come on. Because <laughs> apparently like, you don't have standards if you did this movie. He's like retired now, but uh, yeah. Come yeah, on that means pod. he has more time to come on the podcast. We can talk about it. My God. It is a strange performance. It's the biggest name, uh, to and like connected with the worst performance. Like Cranston is good. Yeah, Harry Reynolds is good. Shia LaBeouf's good. Uh, Lindsay Lohan's good. He is bad <laughs> and bad. He is <laughs> huge and bad. If you went Eric Idle wouldn't be your favorite actor in this movie, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah. It's the truth. Right. And like and, and his and his face is on the poster and like you're like, oh man, that's Kat Dennings. Oh that's Eric Eric Idol's in this movie? <laughs> oh and he and he gets the with Eric Idol. You know, and like and then you watch and you're like, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> he was not funny. Not one joke. Not a singular you... joke. 
How does Eric Idle not have a joke? Guy and make him unfunny. I don't know, man, but I think we should move on. I watch it for yourself. It's odd. We have to. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> every, every time he talks, you're like, okay, this is it. This is it. This is the time. You lay up for a joke, and then he delivers, and it's like, oh. What was that? That wasn't good. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you till next time. Wait, nope, that wasn't good either. It's like an alternate reality where Eric Geisel was just never funny. No. Once... <laughs> Eric Eric Idle died. Like after when, once he became a ghost, unfunny. Okay. Let's let's continue. Um, I have no clue where we are. Uh, they're going. They're chasing him. They're chasing him. They see some other ghosts up in the sky as we head to a place called the Soul Retrieval Center, which uh is just. One big inspiration for the movie Soul. Kind of weird that it's just in a building. Like, it's not like some spiritual place. Like, a human, like, humans walk into it. Yeah, humans walk into it. They're told, walk through this to go into the afterlife. And then it's done. Here's my biggest problem with this spirit center. It looks like the lobby for Tower of Terror. No, why is everybody in a costume? <laughs> what do you mean a costume? There's there's someone in a cheerleading outfit. That one dude is in a full orange, in a full orange suit. Yeah. Um, uh, the one person is in a wedding dress. There's a dude with like a beekeeper hat on. Um. The the other people working are in, like, hotel dress-up, as, like, they're in the lobby of the Tower of Terror, right? Yeah. Uh, Eric Idle is just as a Revolutionary War soldier, despite being not American. <laughs> you don't know that. Don't assume. He has a British voice. <laughs> uh, Jumper is just as a Scott. Like, everybody's in a costume. <laughs> If I've learned anything from this journey of DCOM so far, they just put people in costumes they had already. There's someone who's just as a shepherd. The grandfather is a is a, in fishing gear. No one, no one normal died. <laughs> Not in the Soul Center. It was just, it was just a weird day out there, you know. And I well, I guess it's this town that's weird because like they say there's different um. What should we call them? Different um, locations. Like there's different sectors. Yeah, but I don't think it's like based off of town. I think you know. I think it's a broader net than just the. Well, town. I think they say state later because they they shout out uh, New Jersey um, for. They say there's a hundred percent crossover ratio between like the Soul Retrieval Center and the Afterlife, uh, but apparently they forge their books, which is an right. offensive stereotype. to New Jerseyans everywhere. Uh, in this scene, we also have um, someone that we just kind of like, one of the customs ghost is uh, the, is was in the other me and was uh, in Quince. He was the cameraman in Quince. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weird stuff. Not Shape of Water though? No, Joseph Martikyu. Good for him. Yeah. Um so we arrive in the Soul Retrieval Center. Um where we see the process of the afterlife as or the journey to the afterlife as we have talked about before. Um and we meet another person who works here. Her name is Mariah. And Mariah kind of like runs the whole center. Like that's her she's the boss basically. Uh especially of Jumper and Coffin Ed. Mm-hmm. Uh Mariah played by Kathy Najimi. Uh, she's one of, like, she's, like, second and third build in Sister Act 1 and 2. Um, she's Peggy Hill on Kingdom of the Hill. And we're gonna see her again in Descendants. Huh. Uh, what I have. Okay. Uh, she was on the original Ellen sitcom. Like, that one. Yeah. Like, when people kind of liked her. Um, she was on an episode of Muppets Tonight, which I don't know much about, but it's Muppets, so it interests me. Uh, and she was in an episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, along with a couple other Disney shows. I think you have to, like, limit to, like, one, it's like one third of hers. Fine, fine. (laughs) I think, like, all of those are, like, almost interesting. (laughs) You know, and it's a bit, you know, like if you have a second thing, but like they're not like all good. They're not. That yeah, I I'm just talking about what kind of there. I mean, it took me time too. So yeah, trust the process. Right. Sleep doesn't work. Um. Oh, whatever. Um, what I want to bring up about this scene is okay. I I want to say I know that um. Okay, so let me explain. There is music in the background of this scene that is the royalty-free, um, I don't know how to explain it, but if you know It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, it's their royal, like, their music, their transition music between scenes. Okay. I know Always Sunny came after this. Right. Not much, but yeah. But yeah, it's just, (laughs) and I kind of want to go back to this movie, like, don't use this because it makes your scenes here feel like it's an always sunny scene. Okay. It's just like any any other show that like uses the always sunny royalty free music because it's like it's out there to everybody free to use. But it's just weird when other things use it. It's all, there's also there's only a three year gap. That's I don't like that. It's not real, right? <laughs> like, not, like... Cause they're still on. It's always sunny. They're still chugging along. Yeah. But like that. Yeah. August. August. Uh. Four. Two thousand five. Was the first episode of It's Always Sunny. That's weird. That's weird. So it's like it's almost there. But also, can I suggest this option? Does the always sunny in Philadelphia music in this movie. Maybe help it be a little funny. If if we were going to play into that, I wish the music was a little louder. Because, like, it's in the background background, not even, like, the background of the movie. It's in the background of the scene, I feel. 
I didn't I didn't even hear it, but I was exactly just, I was just fighting to <laughs> even pay attention. No, but I agree. I think if you put some of the Always Sunny movie uh music over like one of Eric Idle's lines, we might have had a joke from him in this. And that's all we can hope for, really. Yeah, this whole scene is just depressing, but really. Like that that's the that's the worst part is like there's not really jokes. It's just like, this is where all the dead people come. That's the portal they cross the afterlife. We're all the losers that weren't allowed to go to the afterlife. So we're permanently stuck in limbo forever working. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. And like, there are attempts for jokes there. And the one that I wrote down, because it stood out as so weird. Eric Idle goes like, he's like, uh, so there's, they're talking oh, about like the busyness the, of the right, yeah. place. And he goes like, uh yeah more but basically the joke was like more people die when hockey season starts and i looked it up to like see if it like had any correlation and not at all no it doesn't even make sense he's like yeah they're like oh there's a lot of names he's like wait till hockey season starts and you're like what (laughs) (laughs) it's so odd it's like the scene (laughs) it's the scene in community when uh Someone says something early on, and Troy goes, "Ah, there's a joke in there." So the entire <laughs> the entire scene, they're around the study table. He's not saying anything. Then the very end, he just jumps in with, "Don't eat the crab dip." Yeah. Everyone just looks at him. Is specifically like this is that scene, but also like every time he tries a joke, it's just like, "Dude, what are you doing?" <laughs> it's like one, where did that come from? Two, it's not funny. Three. What are we doing here? Yeah, it's like it's like it's it's one thing for like the joke not to be funny. It's another for it to not make any sense. Right. And like we're not the kings of comedy here. We're not that. We think we're funny, but we're not kings of comedy. No, we're doing a podcast. Of course, we're not funny. No, it's bad. I I don't get it. And we're not tuning our own horn here. Our podcast is funnier than the Eric Idol's performance in this movie. I hate to say that. I, but it's true. Yeah, this is that's an offensive thing I just said. Any like any other like you take that out of context, we're done. We're done for. We're, we're dead. done. But oh my god, it's so <laughs> bad. And not I'm, just him. I'll say not just him, but he has the highest expectations. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't care if anybody else isn't funny. He might because like had, we expect that. He might have had the highest expectations of any actor going into this movie for me, like because I. Of any actor going to any of these decoms, because I know Eric Idle, know he's funny, and I'm like, he's in, he's playing a ghost. This is gonna be good, I think. At least him, and no. he might be the worst part. <laughs> we gotta stop talking about how bad Eric Idle is <laughs> in this movie. I want to make it clear. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> but anyway, um. We're in the Soul Retrieval Center. The kids crash down through, I don't know, the ceiling. They're introduced to everybody. Ian then finds his grandpa's name in the Afterlife book. Book notices that he didn't cross over, and he makes a deal with the people there that uh, um, if they help him find grandpa, then um, they will let grandpa do whatever he needs to do before he crosses over, and they have until the next night to do this. Yeah, there was a bizarre situation of, like, wouldn't you, like, I get, like, I guess, why are you pro him crossing over right now? <laughs> like, 
Like, wouldn't you just, like, not want it? Like, wouldn't, like, you're a kid. Aren't you, like, have, like, uh, separation issues? Wouldn't you be like, no, I don't want him to go. (laughs) Yeah, one more time with my grandpa. Yeah, but you're like, I want him out of here. (laughs) It's like, I'll help you get him out of here. Like, just make sure he does. (laughs) Right. I made a whole machine that catches ghosts. They got no problem using on my grandpa. I, I will suck my grandpa right up. Pause. Can we can we move on? We're not going to acknowledge it, right? Acknowledge what? Exactly. I love you, man. Anyway. <laughs> we leave the Soul Retrieval Center. The kids return home. And their dad thought they were missing, of course. Uh, He's kind of angry here, but not really. It's whatever. Um, the next day, their dad leaves the house, and they, uh, they summon Grandpa, they do something. Yeah, they um, call out to him in a weird they way. They go, yo, yo, Gramps, what up? And he comes out, but this also summons Zachariah, um, who he catches, uh, Grandpa, squishes him into a fireball, and then throws the fireball at the kids, which hits the house, sets part of the house on fire, but luckily they put it out with a fire extinguisher in time. And of course the dad thinks that they set the house on fire and they can't be trusted anymore and they're acting up because of the death of the grandpa. The wildest part is Zachariah lights the house on fire. Small enough because we'll get into this later. His his fireballs are the weakest things ever. But um, he lights the house on fire, and uh, Kat Dennings goes, the house is on fire, and <laughs> is like, go, she's like, go get the fire extinguisher, and and uh, what's the kid's name, Timmy? Let's call him Timmy. I'm calling him Timmy. It's Ian, but if you want to call him Timmy, we can go ahead. All right, Ethan. Um, Timmy. I'm cooler than Ian. Timmy's like, oh, but they're getting away. So he just runs to the chimney and stares up it. While the fire spreads. He wants to see Santa Claus. Maybe his dead grandpa, but that's what... Who cares if the house is on fire? Wild. But yeah, um, house doesn't burn down, but the kids are just kind of in trouble because of Zachariah's grandpa fireball. And that's the best way we can describe it. <laughs> okay, then after that, the kids leave the room, but the dad finally opens the box with the memories in it. Um, and he's happy because he sees the memories. Whatever, that's boring. Um, <laughs> it's important for later, but it's boring. Um, the, after that, the kids go back to the soul realm to tell them to tell the people working there about Zachariah and how he's still out there. We learned that Zachariah can apparently steal life forces, so they get, uh, Cole... What is it? Cole House Ed? What? Uh, Coffin Ed. Coffin Ed. Coffin Ed and Jumper to help them yeah. find Zachariah. But Mariah's staying at this point, because she, she wants to leave in a week. She, like, runs the place. Yeah, she gets to stay. She gets up there. Yeah, and she wants to retire soon. 
Uh, so the gang goes to the coal mines to find Zachariah for some reason. I don't, I really don't know why. Important thing here is, um, Claire pronounces flambe like flambade. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> but either way, <laughs> I don't know how you didn't, but it happens, I promise. She's, she's Pennsylvania. She's Philly. Is she? Yeah. I was like, she's Canadian, right? And then I was like, <laughs> no. Philadelphia. I don't know why I was in. <laughs> I don't know why I was in Canada. I think I actually noticed something she said. It didn't cross my mind that that was her like accent, if you want to call yeah. it. But it ma- it makes sense now. Although I don't think anybody pronounces flambade like flambade, but whatever. Um, they go to the coal mines to find Zachariah. Uh, using the grandpa machine, they suck him up, but he is too powerful. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They suck Zachariah straight up, and uh, but guess what? He the suck is not powerful enough, and he escapes. Um, where he, he... And, like knocked uh, Caitlin into the. It's Claire. Claire, Jesus Christ. Cat Dennings. Cat <laughs> <Kat> Dennings. <laughs> knocks Kat her into Dennings a hole. And and Timmy, Tommy, <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Ian, <laughs> Timmy Ian. Um, yeah, she just, like, falls straight into a pit in the middle of the coal mine? That doesn't make sense. Uh, no, but it's apparently where the rest of the souls are that right. Zachariah's just been vibing with. Oh, so she never notices them. <laughs> no, she does. She's like, I hope yeah. I don't step on one of them. But she, like, I'd still be freaked out, like, if they're screaming at me to help yeah. them, I'd be like, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> like, stop putting pressure on me. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna join you. You guys don't shut up. But yeah, like, she she's trying to get out, and then, like, luckily, Timmy just has a rope. Throws the rope down and is like, uh, pull yourself up. I'm, I'll, you know. And, uh, and she's trying to pull herself up, but then, and then Jumper's like, uh, Cough and Ed, go help him. Even though they know if Cough and Ed can't pick up a rope, or he can, sometimes. That's what Depends we're on... Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they're, like, translucent. And other times they're not. It depends on if it's important to the plot that they're translucent. Right. I was like, yeah, this felt like it was important to the plot the other way. Like, it's like, all right, I'm gonna save a life. And then, like, Jumper distracts him, but he never does distract him, and he's, then he just dies. Yeah, he goes, like... Zachariah, come fight me. And Zachariah's like, fine. And he, Jumper's captured right away. Right, but also because we can't, like, they don't, like, edit this well. Like, it's like the whole scene with with Kat Dennings happens, and then they cut to Jumper versus Zachariah, and he's like, come fight me. And then he gets trapped. And you're <laughs> like, but, so that never, did that need to happen? They don't like Jumper, remember? They're like, ah, we're, we can't write anymore for him. Gee, I wonder why. Um, we got We got to put him in the soul realm for the next five hours. Oh man! <sighs> but yeah, uh, the rest of the gang leaves the coal mines, uh, but the police find them as they leave because they're not supposed to go down there because uh, this town is terrible. Um, they're met by their dad, who tells them that they're going to be going back to Boston, which is apparently where they're from. 
Um, Warner overhears this, but I don't think that's important to the plot. I thought it was going to come back to bite him in the butt. Isn't uh, isn't uh, going back to Boston uh, dropkick Murphy's on? That's shipping up to Boston. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's not how the song goes. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you had it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I didn't want to sing too much and hurt your feelings. <laughs> going no, just going up to Boston by dropkick Murphy. <laughs> going up. <laughs> Um, what happens after that? Um, they go back to the house. Dad says, like, the kids try to explain what they were doing, but the dad's like, I don't believe you. But then there's a fire set on their lawn that says, stay away. And the dad believes it now. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if it's a ghost, but I don't like being threatened. And it's like, yeah, you think, man? (laughs) (laughs) Name, Name one person who enjoys getting threatened. So the next day, the kids and Ed go out to find more about Zachariah, um, where they go to where the aftermath of Zachariah's house, where they find the crater left by the fire. Um, But they also find a pipe in the middle of it. Uh, Ed goes down to check out this pipe, but the kids are met by a dog and the dog chases them off. We learn later that this dog is Warner's. Um. They go to the library after this point to um, find out more about this pipe because they noticed in the casing earlier that there's some pipe pieces. Um, I do want to say something I missed earlier. I got the librarian here. Uh, mm-hmm. I only have one thing for her. Um, she played the grandma in Max and Ruby. Okay. That's all. It was um, fun. Yeah, that was fun. I, I had nothing on that. I have I have two more people, and like one of them one of them I was happy that I like I saw her and I was like oh awesome but she like plays friendly woman like who's that <laughs> is that the lady that kept talking to everybody but didn't look like her I don't know the teacher from a Christmas story is in this movie <laughs> and, and as friendly woman as friendly woman and then like and then uh uh at one point someone named Screaming Kid. Is uh, it's it's De- it's Devin Bostick, who's Roderick in all the Diaries of Wimpy Kids movies. The the um the original movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank goodness. And, and he's Jasper in the Hundred, and like, and he's a real actor, and all he plays is screaming kid. And how am I supposed to point point out which kid is screaming? Are they all? I don't know. I just. I like I, that's the worst part. Is they're like, oh, cool people. I know them, and then they're like, who? Like they didn't play anybody. They screamed once <laughs> and called it a day. You're like friendly woman. It's like they didn't talk to anyone that wasn't a ghost. And these people are all sort of friendly, if you want to say it. Right. There's there's like there's two women in this movie. <laughs> and and one, one of them is Cat Daddy. One of them is a child. <laughs> Um, but yeah, in the library, uh, they look for the pipe stuff, but they also find out the books that they returned are gone, and they come to the conclusion that Warner took them, Warner took them, uh, they're also confronted by Warner in the next scene, uh, to tell them that the dog saw them, and to stay away from everything, so what do they do, since it's a decom, they go and break into Warner's house, they find the books, but, um, Ed sees Warner. What happens here? Finds the books. Who's Ed? 
Who's the ghost? Oh, Coffin Ed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eric Idle. Uh, yeah, I know. You forget also, him. Is Coffin Ed supposed to be funny? It's not even like a pun. He's never near a coffin. The says the word ghost, coffin. The three ghost names are Mariah, Jumper, and Coffin Ed. What? <laughs> I feel like it's some, like, inside joke that, like... Right, like, like, am I missing... Am I out of this joke? Maybe. I feel like we're out of the joke on the entire movie. I am very out of the joke all the time. So like, I'm it'd be funny. <laughs> like, it'd be funny if we were, like, friends. Like, if we, like, worked at the at the soul place, like, we would get it. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. You know, but I, since I we don't, <laughs> you know him. We got Hans Coffin. Um, but yeah. Uh, Coffin Ed sees Warner pull up so the kids hide warner comes in to find the books are missing but at the same time the dad arrives to um um do something i forget but while he's here he sees the kids trying oh, to like well, he goes to like talk to him about zachariah because he's like i okay. have a few questions about zachariah you know because my because ha- <laughs> someone lit a fire <laughs> on my lawn and since we have a notorious uh, fire guy that we celebrate every year, I thought I'd come talk to you about yeah, it. And, and he and he hails from your property. <laughs> um, but yeah, the dad sees the kids trying to hide, so he distracts them, and the kids are able to escape. Um, the dad leaves with Warner, um, but when I think they get back home, the dad tells the kids that he think thinks Warner set the fire on their lawn too, or. It was Zachariah. I don't know. It was one of the two. Someone did a thing. Oh, who cares? One of the fire people did fire stuff. And everybody agrees. <laughs> um. So then they start to do some research about Zachariah, where uh, Claire comes up with the idea that Zachariah was trying to build a natural gas line, and that's what exploded, meaning that he was falsely accused of killing his wife and is seeking out revenge for being burnt at the stake. Jesus Christ! What was that? What is there? Is it like? Is there? Uh, my house just rumbled. <laughs> you good? I don't know, man. But if I'm going down, I'm going down podcasting. That's sad. I'll put it on your tombstone, though. He died doing what he uh he kind of enjoyed. It's not even rain. Is it fireworks? Earthquake? Uh, who knows? Oh, you're good? Yeah, yeah, but I, where weren't we? Um, Coffin Ed, uh, um, uh... They were uh, way past Coffin Ed. Scream Team this week, we're talking about Scream Team. Uh, so we start off the movie. So, uh, Kat, Kat Dennings is in it. Whoa, that's wild. Uh, she was <laughs> in Thor, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah... Sorry, I think I'm gonna die. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just talked about Claire's theory about Zachariah, which is apparently 100% true. Like, she doesn't get a part of it wrong. Apparently it was fireworks, but I don't know. That's what I said. Yeah, but it's just feeling far, and I had my feet up against the wall, and it, and, and I shook. (laughs) They were setting off fireworks in your house. Uh, 
And it's not even fireworks plus. It's like, they're like, yeah, fireworks. It's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes away. And my house rumbled. I hate them. All right. <laughs> fireworks are bad. Anyway. Yeah, I don't enjoy them. I don't even know. Where are we? Where are we? I told you, Um, Claire explained the whole uh, Zachariah being falsely accused thing. Right. Oh, and then this is the this is the part where, uh, what's Ian? Ian just freaks out. He gets so angry. Yeah, Ian's like, you don't care about Grandpa anymore. You care about clearing this man's name. I hate you. Storms out, and then you're like, all right, I guess it's time for the father and son talk. And then the dad's like, mm, probably just needs some time to himself. And you're like, I guess, but. You don't think, like, you guys need to, like, reconcile some differences here? Or just talk to him a little bit? Why not? Yeah, like, that's the thing. I was like, if the story was like, and the moral of the story is, don't be angry at your family members, because you never know what's going to happen. No, this one's like, the moral of the story is, uh, I don't know, fire is bad. Uh, but, only go- ba- but only people that need to prove themselves innocent use fire <laughs> to burn down towns and also when you're angry go talk to some ghosts help solve all your problems i uh, uh. let's continue um ian storms out he returns to the stole center where he convinces mariah um the center yeah the doo-doo center They gotta stop Zachariah. That's the big thing here. Mariah is here to help now. Because apparently she's got powers, as we'll learn. I don't know how ghosts work. Um, yeah, well, they, she was like, yeah, they sent me down with some powers since I'm guarding the soul portal, you know. Just in case any dead person tries to fight their way back. Um, We go back to the house where um, the Claire theory is pushed even more because Zachariah didn't have a trial, and he was apparently the first person to discover natural gas. Um, I don't know yeah, if that's historically like, accurate. Like, uh, he, he discovered natural gas and made, like, lamps, and it's like, um, alright. Like, they're straight up just, like, making up history here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rewriting history. <laughs> I, I bet you at least one kid was asked on, like, a history test, and, like, Okay, who discovered natural gas? And they wrote Zachariah. Oh, because you I don't think any kids ever seen this movie. I don't think anybody saw this movie. I right. never heard about this movie until I started a podcast on these movies. And it had Eric Idle and Kat Dennings in it. Right. Um. Yeah, but the big thing here is that Warner. They assume that Warner knows about this whole situation, but since it would apparently ruin the festival. If people learn that Zachariah wasn't a murderer, um, so they go to stop Warner. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, Zachariah's a good villain. And it's like, why do you need a villain for a festival? Wouldn't you have a, I don't know, a hero for a festival? Or just like the whole thing of like, celebrate the town. You don't need the dude. Like, people are going to come to your festival anyway. Sure. <laughs> And it's like, now you can set a fire knowing that dude didn't burn his wife. It's got a less depressing vibe now. Oh, man. 
<laughs> um, so we go back to Ian, and I wrote Ed again. That's Cough and Ed uh, for everybody out there. Uh, they confront Zachariah, where Mariah appears and protects them um, from a fireball. I, yeah, something happens there. Um, we go back to the festival where Claire and the dad confront Warner, and Warner burns the books that had the evidence of the whole um, Zachariah situation. Right, and then Zachariah shows up because seemingly he can be in two places at once? Uh, yeah. Or, or travel is just not an issue for him? I don't know. An answer, the answer to this doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Zachariah became more powerful for some reason because Mariah used her powers. He heads to the festival, begins to cause some destruction. The Ferris wheel stays in place this time, though. Um, the dad gets Warner to kind of apologize to Zachariah, but Zachariah doesn't care, throws a fireball at um, Warner. These are the worst. There's, there's no, these don't do anything. They're the no. worst fireballs ever. He throws one at a lamppost. You hear, like, the sound of, like, a, a light bulb shattering. And then nothing happens. But, like, the lamppost is fine. Like, <laughs> visually, nothing happens to the lamppost. He throws one at, like, at, uh, at Warner's head. And, and he, like, falls to the ground. And his head's, like, his hat's, like, kind of smoky. It just smokes the top of his cap. Yeah, like... and then he collapses. And you're like, nothing happens. He doesn't do anything. Hey, we had one dead person in this movie. We can't Where's to the fire? We've had several. We've had a lot of ghosts, man. I meant straight up dead grandpa at the beginning. You're like, know. oh, that's that's depressing. The dude's just sitting on the recliner, dead. But anyway, um, let's see what happens. Oh, um, Zachariah is trying to continue to destroy the festival, but then Claire reminds him that he said before he died. Uh, for his wife Rebecca to wait for him, but the thing is that Rebecca's still waiting because Zachariah has this vendetta. Uh, this leads to Zachariah disappearing, giving up, and going to his wife in the afterlife, uh, which apparently also frees the rest of the spirits that he was he has trapped. Zachariah perfectly allowed to go to the afterlife. Uh, the skydiving dude, not that's he's not allowed. No, he's got to do community service for another hundred years. <laughs> um, the family then arrives home after the festival to see just their dead grandpa sitting in a chair, but he's alive this time. Um, he says, the grandpa says, that he only wanted the dad to find the box with all the memories to uh, basically say that he was proud of his son. Uh, he then says <sighs> that he wanted the dad to stop being a loser who just wanted to hang out with his dad all the time, and he wanted his son to get out of town. And uh, for some reason, the dad says he's not going to make the same mistakes. I really don't get it, but I don't care. No, I, I don't care either. It's, uh, yeah, like, it'd be nice if, like, Everybody in that family is so annoying. <laughs> I yeah. don't care if they're happy. I want jokes from a, a ghost funny guy. 
not this. It's a fly. Oh my god. I don't like that. You know, like it's. You know, like it's. Oh my. I don't like it. No, get out. Hey, stop moving. Oh my god. We gotta, like, clip that. That was. In Jack, can you clip that? It's still there. I see a wing. Alright, so. Wait, wait, I'm a fly just, a fly just wa- crawled across Ethan's camera and then stayed on front of the cam, in front of the camera. For it's still climbing on the top of my computer. You know those scenes? In, I sent you the picture. Do you see? You know the scene in SpongeBob where the butterfly goes on the helmet? Yeah. And they do the close up. That and that freaked you out? Yeah, that's exactly. What are you doing here? Do you like the podcast? Who knows. That was... I, I hated that. I... I'm sick to my stomach. I'm <laughs> yeah, sick to... I hated that too, man. Oh my god. That was... That was really... That was really jarring. I... I my stomach feels weird now. I mean, it was just the last thing I... I At first I thought it was a spider. Oh, no, I'm and I'm glad it was a fly. <laughs> He's just chilling. Like, I saw him, like, he was flying around earlier. And he was, like, walking on some of my stuff. And I'm like, oh, whatever, I know if I swing at you, I'm going to miss. So I'm going to let you just, like, fly around. And then he just climbed up on the computer. I'm keeping I'm keeping the whole fireworks thing in, and I'm keeping the whole fly thing in. That's fine. Where were we before any of this happened? <laughs> were we done? We were close. Um... Do do you have to mention the uh are are you ready um do you are you ready to mention the soundtrack the the, I don't have a soundtrack you don't have a soundtrack note the final song in the movie is written for the movie the opening was the same song was it the same song yeah yeah just it's just like a bunch of nonsense words and then like. Sometimes they scream team. team, yeah. Yeah, no, I had nothing to say about it. It's just, that's why I didn't. It was cool. It's an original song, but also, yeah. uh, scream team, bad name for this movie. Doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. The only kid who screams is Roderick, apparently, but I don't even remember that. Right. And then we're like, yeah, like this movie makes you think that like the three ghosts on the cover of the movie are evil. But instead of being evil, they're just not funny. It's <laughs> just not funny. I, I'm trying to like remember like what like the funniest part in the movie is. And I and there was like a definitive. And there was like a definitive thing where I was like, I think that was as good as we're getting. I I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Man, it is, that was rough. Um, there's one more scene after that. They they go back to the uh, Soul Center where Ian is wearing a shirt that says "Dead People Rock." That's the most important thing here. Um, Mariah gets assigned back to her job because Ian was like, "Hey, if you help me," because she's supposed to retire. Ian's like, "If you help free all those souls that Zachariah has, you'll be able to pass into the place." the afterlife and 
But that's not the case. Mariah has to go back to her job again. Yeah, they just, yeah, she's trapped. Um, oh, yeah, and then the dad reopens the grandpa's store and starts hanging with his children like he should have before. And then Eric Idle tries to make a joke as the movie ends, and it does not land. Yeah, it's also the Har- yeah, the Harvard doctor reopens his dad's hardware store. Could he have, I don't know, opened a doctor's office there? Yeah, sure. No, hardware is more important. But instead he decided a hardware store. It's for family. I, are we done? Can we? Yeah, that's no, done. We're done. Let's, are we, can we rank it? We can rank it. All right. Oh, man, we have 40 movies. I forgot about that. We've watched 40 movies. 41 now. And let's be honest, only like five times have we wanted to jump off of a bridge while watching the movie. And only five times have we actually enjoyed something. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. It's going lower. I think we can agree here. It's low, yeah. It's like, here's the thing. I always come in to Halloween movies with a bad attitude because I I never like them. It's an issue I have. I've talked about it for Halloween Town. But they never proved me wrong. One time. Which one? Uh, Mama's Hand Date with Vampire. That was fine. It wasn't anything special. I mean, we both ranked it number one on our list at that point. I know we ranked it number one, but that, that spot means nothing. To me. Right, well, that's the that's list is like, like right now, looking at my list, the Halloween movies are 4, 25, 31, 34, 36. They're bad. Yeah. And this one's not... It's an 8. It ain't going higher. It ain't going higher than 25. That's for sure. Um, it really felt like you couldn't fumble this as much as they did. I don't even know if fumbling's the right word. It's just like, you had good actors. Not even decent actors. You had good actors. You couldn't have anything that was pretty redeemable about it? Yeah. You had one of the funniest people ever, and you couldn't make him funny? That's not possible. It shouldn't be. Really doesn't seem possible. Like, he, he, he you just go, hey, say, we didn't even write any lines for you. <laughs> do whatever you want. And you let him do that. Like, it is it is amazing to me that probably at the same time that he is doing has to be his least funniest performance in what is attempting to be a funny movie. Yeah. Is also writing the funniest uh, Broadway show ever at the same time. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just sad. It's depressing. This is so bad. I think it's like... 
I think it's going 38 for me. 38? Yeah. I always avoid looking, like, deep, deep down to my list because a lot of that features, like, the first movies that we watched. Like, that's where a lot of those movies landed. They landed yeah. deep into there, and that, that was a long time ago. It's it's almost we're coming up on a year in like a month or two of watching those first movies. Right. Uh, so I don't remember them as well. This movie was bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like I don't know a redeemable thing about this movie. It's like Kat Dennings might be the most redeemable about this movie. But even she's like. Like, her character's not good. Right, and she's but it's not fine. the main character, so she's not really doing much anyway. She's she's a 16-year-old playing like a 16-year-old, and you're like, yeah, this seems right, you know? like, <laughs> And that's what makes it the best thing this movie has yeah, to offer. she's not doing better, like, than you expect. Like, it's just kind of like, yeah, like, this is it, and, like, this is a bar, and, you know, that's fine. I don't think there's a redeemable thing about the Jenny Project, Genius, and You Lucky Dog. Those are my bottom three. Mm-hmm. I think there's some stuff in Stepsister from Planet Weird, which was fourth on that bottom. And I think there's not redeemable stuff in this movie. The, so I have th- to put it on. <laughs> That's fine. The thing I'm thinking, it's like, there were some funny movement, funny movements. Uh, funny moments in these bottom movies. Like, yeah. I can think of a funny moment in Halloween Town. I don't remember it, but I know I laughed. I could, I could have laughed once. Right. I could have laughed at something in under wraps. Like, there was some fun things. There's some, yeah, there's some general, yeah, like, with the, the mummy is funny in under wraps. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. I think it's the absur- absurdity of it, but, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm going to have to break it into this lower tier. Right? That's so, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to be with you. I think, I think I'm going to put it, you put it 38th? I put it 38th. I think I'm also going to put it 38th. All right. What's it but I know we have different stuff around it, Um, because I have the 13th year at 37. Okay. And I have Genius at 39. You have 13th year a lot lower than I do. That's kind of... Yeah, but you have Stepsister from Planet Weird a lot lower than I do. I have that at 23. Yeah, I have 13th year at 19. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Man. This one was bad, yeah. Yeah, it was bad and it was like... Boring. right, that was bad. You know? Yeah. Like, (laughs) Like, it wasn't like watching it and it was like, this is bad. Like, if you watched it and you were like, all right, that was boring. And then we talked about it, and I was like, that was boring and also not good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you watch a movie, you think, like, we watch these movies, we think one thing, and we talk about it, and it's like, was it really that bad? And it's like, oh, it probably was. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, but I guess, uh, I guess since we got through that, we can... Ended here. Woo. So, you guys know the drill by now. 
you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcast through our Anchor FM link in the description. Make sure you follow us on whichever podcast site you prefer in order to never miss an episode. And also, make sure you rate us five stars, no matter how you feel about the pod. You can follow us on Twitter, at UnofficialDCom, for podcast updates and more. And you can email us at UnofficialDCom at gmail.com. If you have any questions you want answered, thoughts, or you just want to hit us up. There are new episodes every Thursday, and next week, join us when we talk about... Oh, hi. Hi. New Wish. I wish I didn't watch this movie. Me too. I hope the movie's good next week, so I don't have the opportunity to reuse a joke. Because that'd be bad. I never reuse jokes. No, we are a no-repeats podcast. So anyway, you want to talk about Kevin James again? Or how about you, Lucky Dog? Save that for next week. <laughs> We've reached our quota for this week. Yeah. Starting to disappoint. I don't know if we disappointed you with our ranking of the Scream Team, because I've well, never heard anybody talk about this movie before. No, I mean, if they watched it. Oh, they, yeah, they apologies. Point, yeah. Go it's watch. Back-to-back oh. back of, like, Oh, Rain of Endless Light was, we both, con- since we both put it at number two. Yeah. And now we both put this at 38. So, here we are. Yeah, I mean, those were both, like, Oh, that was a good movie. Oh, this one was bad. It wasn't like one of those middle tier, like, it can really go anywhere in like yeah. 20 different, it can go in 20 different spots. Yeah, this one, like, I don't think we reached on either of these rankings. <laughs> this is, that was, that was depressing. Uh, yeah. That's it for this podcast. Uh, join us next week where to see if this fly that is on my computer screen um, returns with us next week. Maybe we'll have him on as a guest. Okay. Bye. See you guys. Bye.